and it's lights out for another episode of the Breaking the Chain podcast where we will discuss everything from the French Grand Prix. Firstly, I would like to apologise for the lack of a Canadian Grand Prix podcast. I had exams that week and didn't have time to do the podcast. So this podcast will kind of be a Canadian Grand Prix podcast of the news and then a French Grand Prix race review. So, in the Canadian Grand Prix, one of the massive talking points was a penalty that Sebastian Vettel got for an unsafe re-entry after he went wide at turn 3 and onto the grass. When he came back onto the track, Lewis Hamilton was right beside him and Vettel squeezed Lewis up against the wall. The FIA then refused Ferrari's right to have it reviewed. I think the penalty that Vettel got was justified because if Hamilton had not backed out, he would have gone into the wall because Vettel gave him no room. Retire. <laughs> At least then I'm not in trouble anymore. Um, Don't say that. That's going to that's gonna start. That was that's a joke, but I'm sure. A whole different story, man. Don't people, will, uh, people will just pick it up, but I don't, I don't really care. Um... I mean, the drivers, it was, it was you guys who wanted the FIA to look at these things in the first place. The drivers are partly to blame. You know what I mean? Everybody's to blame. You know, the problem is that we have, we are hurt um, with these things. I think, uh, I don't know, they started a long time ago when it was about, oh, did he cross the white line, use too much curve? And so let us, let us do what we want. If you're unhappy with how we race or how we drive, then build different tracks. You know, it's easy as that. Don't build car parks with lines and curbs on it like that one <laughs> so um anyways uh, it's what it is um as i said there are too many too many paragraphs but uh what do you change uh, how can you change just burn the papers <laughs> i agree with what sebastian is saying because if the stewards don't want people to go across the white line just put a wall there or have more tracks on the calendar like monaco azerbaijan or even singapore well, there is no room for error because it works in Formula E because their whole calendar is set on public roads in the middle of cities. It would also make it more interesting because you would not be able to take any liberties as you can at track like Paul Ricard, for example. I also agree with another point that Sebastian said was that there are too many confusing rules because the penalties get given out for different things. Wouldn't it be better if you just had a certain penalty for a certain thing? For example, have a five second time penalty for speeding in the pit lane and just use five seconds for that because there are too many penalties and it is too confusing. Now, while this podcast has mainly been focused on F1, I'm going to talk about other motorsport categories from time to time. The World Rally Championship has announced that the sport will be going hybrid in 2022. Now, I think this is a step in the right direction, but if you want my honest opinion, why couldn't they have just gone fully electric like Formula E? Because it's a bit like for hybrid power and car manufacturers are already investing in electric car technology. Formula E is an all-electric racing series that takes racing to a whole new level. The events are set up on street circuits, meaning there is little room for error, and if they make a mistake, they will often end up in the wall. Formula E had its first E-Prix back in Beijing, China in 2014. 
Formula E is different in the way it runs because in Formula E practice, qualifying and the race are held on the same day whereas with Formula 1 a race weekend takes 3 or 4 days. Also, Formula 2 is an exciting racing series that is the feeder series to F1. They have two races per weekend, a feature race and a sprint race. In the feature race, the drivers must do a mandatory pit stop, much like Formula E. The cars are identical in the way they look, but one difference is that in F2, they all have the same engine. So, it is a level playing field across all the teams, which makes for better racing because it is all down to what the driver can do rather than the car. Now on to the race weekend itself. McLaren had a thrilling qualifying session on Saturday with both cars 5th and 6th on the grid. This is the first time both cars have been in the top 6 since the Italian Grand Prix back in 2014. Wow. Vettel had a horrible qualifying session only managing 7th on the grid while his teammate Charles Leclerc managed 3rd behind yet again another Mercedes front row lockout with Lewis on pole and Valtteri in 2nd. The race start at France was not as chaotic as last year. What happened last year was that Sebastian Vettel hit Valtteri Bottas from behind, sending him into a spin that had him facing the wrong way. He also got a puncture from the incident. There were a lot of cars going off and then rejoining the circuit due to the lack of gravel traps to pull cars. And that is why they introduced the bollard that Sergio Perez went around down at turn 5 as like an incentive to not go off the track which was a bit disappointing because I think every F1 fan would have watched the race last year and thought I hope it is like that every year. On lap 1, Sergio Perez got a 5 second time penalty for leaving the track and gaining an advantage. Because last year, cars were going on the runoff because of all the crashes. So down at turn 5, they introduced a bollard that the drivers had to go around to rejoin the circuit. Which Sergio did, but in the process he gained positions, even though he did what he was supposed to do. Lando Norris in the McLaren had a mechanical issue which meant he could not use the drag reduction system, DRS for short, which opens the rear wing on the car and allows you to overtake because you have less drag. That also meant that on the last lap Lando was down on straight line speed and ended up losing places on no fault of his own. So, as we expected, it was another flawless day for Mercedes with another 1-2, with Lewis Hamilton winning. Wowza. Was there any moment of that race that was tricky for you? Yeah, freaking heck. What, did it just look easy? I've been sweating so much. <laughs> uh, the, the start is, is a nightmare. Like, your heart is in your mouth, but I had a good start. Um, the, the first... The first lap was very tricky, a couple of mistakes, and I think um, the first few laps were a little bit hairy. The tyres, for some reason, were felt odd, didn't, weren't working very well, and then eventually I got kind of caught my caught my balance, and then I was good, and then I started eking away uh, at it. So, and then I just kept I kept pushing. I, there was never a point that I backed off and let the gap stay it is. I just kept on trying to eke it out and um, trying to improve my lap every, every single time I had a, yeah. Well, then you're a magician because it looked very easy. Most drivers go away from a race, I assume, with homework to do for the next round. What do. does Lewis Hamilton have to work on? I always have homework. I can always get better. I can always improve. We can always improve. So when I go back now, we have a, we have a meeting and then we do 
it will be constructive criticism. It won't be, hey guys, it was the best day ever, thanks so much, see ya. Be, guys, this could be better, you should do this better, I could do this better. Um, if we did this, we changed this in the car, we could probably find more performance. It never stops, it never stops evolving, and that's that's my goal is to keep pushing the guys. And um, yeah. Battery Bottas coming home in second. Battery, what was missing in your toolbox today to be able to get Lewis? Uh, just a bit of pace, I think, compared to Lewis. He was um, he was quick, quick today, and uh, yeah, from my side, I was trying everything I could, but um, he was efficient on the tyres and uh, at the same time quick. So when I was trying hard in the beginning uh, to keep up, my tyres were just falling into pieces. So especially the front tyres and similar thing in the la last last tyre set. So at the end, I had no no front tyres left. So. Uh, have a look. Was that the only reason Charlotte was able to put pressure on you, or do you think it was actually a pace thing as well? For sure, we were a bit concerned about blistering we had on the front tyres, so I had to back off more more than I wanted. So, for sure, that there was still a bit of margin, uh, but also uh, we wanted to be, be on the safe side and make it to the end. And Charles Leclerc rounded off the podium for Ferrari, finishing third. Pleased to be on the podium in the position you are, or do you think a second place was just totally out of the question today? Nah, today I think it was too difficult to do anything better. Of course, it was close to Valtteri, but uh, yeah, on our side, I think we maximized everything, strategy, uh, the way we managed the tires too, to push towards the end, so everything felt, uh, felt very good. Sebastian Vettel had a horrible day on Saturday, qualifying 7th behind the two McLarens and his teammate Charles Leclerc. He only managed to finish 5th, although he did get the fastest lap on the last lap, which gave him an extra point. Daniel Ricciardo got two five-second time penalties after the race was completed for two illegal overtakes. The first one was on Lando Norris and the second was on Kimi Raikkonen. Both penalties dropped him from 7th to 11th and out of the points. Let's hear what Daniel Ricciardo had to say about the incident. Daniel, talk me through your race, talk me through some of the moments you had, people wondering whether it was the right thing, the wrong thing to be slightly off track. Um, well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, when the track's so wide, you got to try and improvise a little. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it was fun last lap. To be honest, whatever happens, I don't really care. I think it was fun and it's better to better to have a fight and, and see, what, see what happens than just to sit behind and be a loser. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It shows you've got the car to do that sort of attacking mode. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's on the edge. About every time I come in to break, break late, I'm kind of just just pulling it up. But uh, but it is improving for sure, and certainly getting more confidence than than the start of the year with it. So it's coming. Um, I think generally the race the race pace was okay. Just I was yeah a bit filthy myself on the start. I actually had a really good launch, and then I went for the inside and just just was way too conservative, um, thinking everyone would kind of go deep and, and wide. But uh, yeah, I was just uh, too too conservative on, on that front so uh, I lost out and kind of made made hard work for the rest of the race. Again I have to raise the issue of inconsistent penalties because even though Sergio Perez did what you were supposed to do by going around the bollard at turn five he still gained a five second time penalty for gaining places. While I agree I feel like the penalties that some drivers are getting is wrong. You don't have to agree with me but I don't think the Perez incident was worth a five second penalty. It's not like he almost squeezed someone into the wall like Vettel did with Hamilton in Canada. The Daniel Ricciardo one however I think was fair because he had all four wheels off the track when he did those two overtakes. We've reached a checkered flag so I hope I will catch you all next time for the Austrian Grand Prix next week. Thank you for listening and hope you enjoyed.